أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فتعالى الله الملك الحق ولا تعجل بالقرآن من قبل أن يقضى إليك وحيه وقل رب زدني علما You are now listening to Peaceful Wisdom an Islamic podcast based on the Quran and Sunnah, helping you find peace within the wisdom. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu fala mudilla wa man yudlil fala hadiya lahu wa ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa anna Muhammadan Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, abduhu wa rasooluh, amma ba'd. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So what are we doing today? We are speaking about Tawheed. We're speaking about Tawheed. And why is it important? So, we are going to be reading from Kitab Tawheed from Sheikh Muhammad Ibn Abdul Wahab and the commentary of the three fundamental principles of Islam, written by Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab and commentary by Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthaymeen. Bismillah. What is Tawheed? Tawheed means belief in the oneness of Allah and not associating partners with Him. He has said in his Quran, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, وَمَا خَلَقَتَ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنزَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And I, Allah, created not the jinn and mankind except that they should worship me alone. Surah Al-Waqiyah, Ayat 56. And Allah has also stated, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلَّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَ أَنِعْبُدُ اللَّهِ وَجْتَنِبُ الْتَاغُوتِ And verily we have sent among every ummah, community and nation, a messenger, proclaiming, worship Allah alone and avoid or keep away from taghut, all false deities, i.e. do not worship Tahut besides Allah. Surah Nahl, Ayat 36. It is narrated that Mu'adh ibn Jabal, radiallahu anhu, said, I was riding behind the Prophet, wasallam, on a donkey, and he said to me, O Mu'adh, do you know what is the right of Allah on his slaves and what is the right of, his, of the slaves upon Allah? I responded, Allah and his messenger know best. He continued, the right of Allah upon his slaves is to worship him alone and never to associate anything with him. The right of the slaves upon him is not to punish any person who does not associate anything with him. I said, O Allah's messenger, may I not give the glad tidings to the people? He replied, No, do not inform them lest they rely on, rely on this promise and lapse in their service to him. Sahih Bukhari and Muslim. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said, Whoever wishes to ascertain the very will of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, on which the Prophet has put his seal, let him read the following statement from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قُلْ تَعَالُوا أَتْلُوا مَا هَرَّمَ رَبُّكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ Say Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Come, I will recite what your Lord has prohibited you from. أَلَّا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا Join not anything in worship with him. Be good and dutiful to your parents. And 
Kill not your children because of poverty. We provide sustenance for you and for them. Come not near to al-fawahish, shameful sins, illegal, illegal relations, whether committed openly or secretly. وَلَا تَقْتُلُونَ نَفْسَ, نفس الَّتِي حَرَّمُ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ And kill not anyone whom Allah has forbidden except for, the, for a just cause, according to Islamic law. ذَلِكُمْ وَصَاكُمْ بِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعْكِلُونَ This he has commanded you that you may understand. وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا مَالَ الْيَتِيمَ إِلَّا بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنُوا حَتَّى يَبَلُّغَ أَشُدَّهُ and come not near to the orphan's property, except to improve it, until he or she attains the age of full strength. And give full measure and full weight with justice. We burden not any person but that which he can bear. And whenever you give your word, i.e. judge between men or give evidence, say the truth, say the truth, even if a near relative is concerned. And fulfill the covenant of Allah. This he commands you that you may remember. In the next ayah, And verily this, i.e. Allah's commandments mentioned in the above two verses, 151 and 152, is my straight path. So follow it. And follow not, uh, follow not other paths. For they will separate you away from his path. This he has ordained for you, and that you may become al muttaqun Surah Al An'am, Ayats 151-153 to Some commentary regarding what we have read. The message of the Prophet meaning Tawheed applies to all nations. Two, At-Taghut is inclusive to of all that is worshipped other than Allah. Three, the tremendous importance of three entirely clear verses of Surah Al-An'am among the early pious predecessors. In these verses are ten issues, the first being the prohibition of shirk. Now I'm going to cover very briefly the three different types of Tawheed. The first category of Tawheed is called Tawheed Arububiyyah. Tawheed al-Rububiyyah is that he alone is the Lord without any associate or, or helper. Ar-Rabb, the Lord is the one to whom the creation belongs and the sovereignty and the command. As such, there is no creator but him, no owner except him, no command except his. The second category is called Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. That is, he alone is the true al-Ilah, deity, Deity or God without partners. Al-ilah, deity, has the meaning of al-ma'luh, the defied. And that is al-ma'bud, 
that which is worshipped, with love and reverence. The third category of Tawheed is Al-Asma wa Sifat. The literal translation of Asma wa Sifat means names and attributes. That is, affirming that Allah affirms for himself in his book or in his sunnah of, the mes- of his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, regarding his names and attributes in a matter that befits him without tahrif, distortion, ta'til, denial, takyif, saying how, or tamthil, lightning. Allah the Exalted has said, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَدَعُوا بِهَا وَذَرُّوا الَّذِينَ يُلْحِدُونَ فِي أَسْمَائِهِ سَيُجْزَوْنَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And all the most beautiful names belong to Allah, so call on him by them. Leave the company of those who belie and deny or utter impu- impious speech against his names. They will be requited for what they used to do. Surah Al-A'raf, Ayat 180. We had talked about uh, the word shirk and kufr. What is shirk? Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab has written in his book the three fundamental principles, the following. And the most serious thing which Allah forbade is shirk. When we read the ayat 152 of Surah 6, Allah ordered us to do the ten to do ten commandments. The first most important was, say, come I will recite to you what your Lord has truly forbidden for you. Which was followed by meaning do not associate partners with him. From an explanation of Sheikh of Sheikh Fauzan in the beginning quote, the definition of shirk is to call upon other than him along along with him. Meaning that something from Ibadah worship is directed to other than Allah, whether it is to be an angel from the angels or a prophet from the prophets or a righteous person from the righteous people or a building from the buildings or other than that from all from from all the creation created beings. So whoever directs anything from worship to other than Allah, then this is the greatest thing that Allah has forbidden. This is shirk. End quote. What is kufr then? The explanation of Ibn Abbas has stated, Kufr is the denial and concealment of the truth, such as those who deny the obligation of salat, zakat, salm, hajj, in case of being financially and physically able, and dutifulness to one's parents, and so on. It is also like those who deny the prohibition of zina, premarital relations, consuming khamer, intoxicant, and disobeying one's parents. From the class, The Pillars of Kufr, Disbelief by Imam Ibn al-Qayyim, taught by the late Dr. Saleh al-Saleh, may Allah have mercy upon his soul and grant him Jannah, which he translated the following. The Pillars of Kufr are four. They are one, haughtiness and disdainfulness. This prevents the person from submission, i.e. yielding. Two, envy, al-hasad. This prevents him from accepting the nasiha, or the sincere advice, and from exerting it. Anger, al-ghadab. This prevents him from being just. Fourth, lusts. This prevents him from giving himself to worship. If the pillar of false pride and haughtiness is demolished, then submission to the truth will become easy for him. If the pillar of envy is demolished, then it becomes easier for him to accept advice and to offer it. If the pillar of anger is demolished, 
it becomes easy for him to be just and humble. If the pillar of lust is demolished, it becomes easy for him to be patient and ready for worship. I think one of the other um, reminders that's really important about Tawahid is that all the actions that you do for the sake of Allah, if you don't have Tawahid, they're not accepted. accepted. Mm -hmm. And imagine the people who fasted all of Ramadan or is praying five times a day and, and they interpret shirk in there yes and or kufr all of that hard work all of that devotion is all in vain and it will not be accepted also another thing that we'll talk about later is a major minor shirk yeah and this is something that you have to be very careful of and seems to be a big reminder that needs to be done for ourselves first and foremost Mm. but our ummah Definitely. Yeah. And one might sit there and think that, well, when you say shirk, the first thing that comes to mind is people worshiping idols. Yeah. But shirk comes in many different forms. Yeah. Big and small. Mm-hmm. For example? I'm going to choose a classic. Mm-hmm. Horoscopes. Yeah. Horoscopes. And it seems recently that it's become very popular. Like right. even here in uh, where we live. And just to note, if you're new here, we live in an Islamic country. So they were selling uh, bookmarks based mm. on your birth sign. Yeah. And I was like, what? what? And I, I didn't understand that because there was no... I know the symbols from the newspaper, mm. but like when they do it the way they were doing it, I couldn't tell. And the one person was like, no, 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 it's horoscope. And I was like, what? That's shirk. No one knows the future except the law. Right, he is the all-knowing, the all-hearing, all you know. And so when you have something like horoscope, which is supposedly telling you your future, no one knows your future except the law. Yep. Okay? And some people may be and like, And then on oh. top of that, you're falling into sin. Yeah. Major sin. It's a major sin. Yeah. Because you're basically saying that there is something in this world that knows more or as much as a law. Another thing... That if you don't bring a parable from history, reading a horoscope is no different than me going to a soothsayer. Like if I went to a soothsayer and I said, they said my future is going to be such and such, you'd think I'm crazy. Mm. You'd think I'm loony. So it's no different than you reading a horoscope. And that also is explicitly said in Hadith that going to a soothsayer is haram, is shirk. In a major sin. In a major sin. Yeah. Calling uh, anything other than Allah. So like what Christians do, they worship to Isa, A.S.A.M. And, um, you know, Catholics, they also worship to uh, Mary. But how can a Muslim fall into that? Worshipping other than Allah without without intention. Well, one of the ways is when you say things like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. First of all, again, I'm going to bring in a little history. If you had said that in Puritan Britain, it was blasphemy. Mm. Okay? Because you were stating God's name in vain. Okay? It's one thing to sit there and say, you know, I'm having a hard time. Ya Rabbi, I'm having a hard time. Allah help me. You're Allah. calling upon Allah. Yeah. Or they also say, Wanebi. Mm. And that's swearing by the Nebi. Which is also shirk and kufr. It's, it's shirk, and I'm going to tell you why. Newsflash, the Prophet has been dead for about 1,400 years. He did not see anything that you just did there. If you stole a cookie, you should not be sitting there saying one nevi. 
Well, also, it's just, it's not right. You don't swear on anything other than Allah, I was a jail. And even the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said you shouldn't be swearing on Allah like on a regular basis. Or constantly. Like constantly. That's that's like not a that that's not good manners. That's not you know. Resolved. Uh another thing they like to say is uh Wakaba by the Kaaba. Mm. You live in Egypt, Morocco. The Kaaba ain't seeing nothing, and nor is it going to be a witness for you on the Omen Qiyamah. Right. It's Allah who's seeing you. Yeah. Okay. The second one, not second, the third one is one mushaf. And a lot of times when you when you have the wanebi, one mushaf, wakaba, wa 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 is when someone's usually trying to convince you of something. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Or um when you went to court. Yeah. They had you try they try to have you swear on the Quran. Yeah. Another thing that is shirk and kufr, which is this is why it's important for the first episode is that there are some people you will meet some people who deny certain things that are known to be factual that have been based on the Quran and so not and unquestionable. Mm. For example, there are some people I'm not going to name names that believe that the Quran is not a physical thing, but rather a piece of sheet music. And there are going to be some people that believe, in some cultures even, that on Eid, they will go to the graves. This is a form of grave worship. Okay? And depending, there's a lot of bid'ah. And, sh- and we'll talk about the word bid'ah later. Another one is that in Egypt. So, I was outside. I was... Uh, Went to an Islamic bookstore downtown Cairo. And over in this area is uh, Islamic University. I don't know if it's the actual Islamic University or if it's the, like, the masjid of the Islamic University. I don't know. But then there's a place called Khan Khalili, which is a very popular place. And next to it, this big masjid. And it's one of the oldest. It is not the oldest masjid, but it's one of the oldest masjids. And my friend said to me, oh, let's go here and pray. Asr, I think it was Asr time. I was like, okay, Meshi. So we go there. A whole bunch of people there. Okay. And my friend said, oh, yeah, I came here when I was younger. And we came here on, uh, on a certain holiday to pay our respects. And I said, to who? She was like, oh, Hassan's in there. I said it's stuck for a Well, you didn't know. I didn't know. But then also, I kept on telling her, is there, any, is there any other masjid in the area? Like, any hole in the wall masallah? I mean, like, I'm not going to pray here. And I prayed outside of the masjid, on the ground, because you were not supposed to pray in the vicinity of graves. Yeah. Especially if they're masjids. Hmm. Now one will say, oh, well, but what about the janaza? Well, that's Salat the janaza. Right, they go to their grave. They're going to their grave, yeah. and sometimes they pray at the, at the masjid, and then they go to their grave. May Allah mercy upon their soul. The intention of having it in the masjid is for shirk. And it's for shirk, and yeah. you'll find people sitting there, and they were throwing things upon the grave, like uh, money, it was really weird, not putting it on the grave, but like putting it towards the grave and asking it to bless them. 
and stuff like this that shirk yeah because who's gonna bless you and alhamdulillah allah made islam easy yeah and he says the world is a masjid so if you because alhamdulillah because you didn't have a masjid you were able to pray outside yeah. and another thing is that there's going to be people that believe in um religious leaders uh let's just keep it that way it's religious leaders to the point that they believe that they have some sort of connection to Allah and that they talk to Allah. Mm. I have to break it to you. The only people that Allah had ever contact with and who heard the voice of Allah was actually Musa. Yes, alayhi salam. And every, every prophet other than him was sent by Jibreel, alayhi salam. Mm. The wahi was sent with Jibreel or it was sent via wahi. So these... Religious leaders are not in any form connected to Allah more than you are. Mm. Number one, one of these people had said, a person came to him and asked about the questions of the grave. Right. How am I going to answer the questions of the grave? Can you teach them to me? Can you tell me? His intention was like, can you teach me the, the questions of the grave and then tell me the answers? Right. Which in Islam are, who is your Lord? What is your religion? Who is your prophet? Okay. And now, because our world is full of people from different time zones, they'll say maybe Isa is my prophet. Yeah. And my religion, and, and Allah is my Lord, and Isa is my prophet, or Allah, Allah is my Lord, and Musa is my prophet, and so on and so forth. This person turned to him and said, Don't worry about it. I'll whisper them to you. In your grave. Kefa. How? You're just a man like me. And when you die, no one's going to whisper it to you. And also, you're not going to be able to go into somebody's grave. Oh. And, you know, may Allah protect us from this kind of way of thinking in the shaitan out of the day in the shaitan regime. But this is just the, the waswas of shaitan, the whispers of shaitan. You know, to sit there and say you have abilities when you don't. And I'm going to, and I want to say something. Some people may be like, oh, well, you're being insensitive and stuff like that. I want to touch base on this because... It seems to come up a lot in any topic. Yeah. You know, there is no sensitivity in Islam. There is no gray space in Islam. Uh, Allah Azzawajal said, I have made it clear what is haram and what is halal, what is prohibited and what is uh, acceptable. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my messenger has made it clear what is halal and what is haram, what is prohibited and what is, hal- and what is acceptable. Anything in between is gray and to leave it alone. Again, anything in between which is not clear, you leave it alone. There is no sensitivity. Well, I don't like the way you say this or I I feel bad when you say this. My promise is to you with this podcast, even though we try really hard to deliver it in a way that is clear and concise and hopefully, inshallah, uh, free from any bidda, kufr, shirk, free from any um, misguidance, free from anything that, that is just unclear. My promise to you is that we deliver to you what is true. It's not to be insensitive or to hurt people's feelings. Truth shouldn't hurt your feelings Truth should not make you sad. If it's something that's going on and reflecting in your life that something of truth makes you a little bit sad or embarrassed or so on and so forth, 
that's something you have to reflect in with yourself. That has nothing to do with Islam, and it has to it has nothing to do with the the facts of the Quran and the Sunnah. Because Allah Jal said, on this day I have now perfected your religion. That means there is nothing to be added to it. There's nothing to be subtracted from it. It is perfected. And who are we to sit there and say, well, that's not what he meant. Or this is not really how we're supposed to do it. Especially when things are very, very clear. So I just want to say is that I give you that promise on this podcast that here at Peaceful Wisdom, that we are dedicated to giving you and delivering you to the truth, the, the truth of Islam. I want us to take a parable with Ibrahim alayhi salam when he was talking about the truth to his father. Yeah. And we recite some verses from Surah Al-Maryam. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. وَذْكُرْ فِي الْكِتَابِ Ibrahim. And mention in the book, the Quran, Ibrahim, Abraham. إِنَّهُ كَانَ صَدِّقًا Verily, he was a man of truth, a prophet. إِذْ قَالَ لِأَبِيهِ يَا أَبْتِي لِمَا تَعْبُدُ مَا لَا يَسْمَعُ وَلَا يُبَصِرُ وَلَا يُغْنِ عَنْكَ شَيْئًا When he said to his father, O oh my father, why do, you, why do you worship that which hears not, sees not, and cannot avail you in anything? يَا أَبْتِي إِنِّي قَدْ جَاءَنِي مِنَ الْعِلْمِ O my father, verily there has come to me of knowledge that which came not unto you. So follow me, I will guide you to a straight path. O my father, worship not shaitan, Satan. Verily, Shaitan has been a rebel against the most beneficent Allah. Ya abati inni akhafu ayya masaka adabun min ar-Rahmanu fatakuna lishaytani waliya. O my father, I fear lest the torment of from the most beneficent Allah overtakes you, so that you become a companion of Shaitan in the hellfire. He, the father, said, Do you reject our gods, O Ibrahim? If you stop not this, I will indeed stone you. So get away from me safely before I punish you. سَأَسْتَغْفِرُ لَكَ رَبِّي إِنَّهُ كَانَ بِي Ibrahim Abraham said, Peace be upon you. I will ask forgiveness of my Lord for you. Verily he is unto me the ever-gracious. وَاَعْتَزِلُكُمْ وَمَا تَدَعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ وَأَدَعُوا رَبِّي وَأَدَعُوا رَبِّي أَسَاء أَلَّا أَكُونَ بِدْعَاءِ رَبِّي شَقِيَّا and I shall turn away from you and from those whom you invoke besides Allah. And I shall call on my Lord. And I hope that I shall not be unblessed in my invocation to my Lord. I just wanted to bring up is that the Prophet ﷺ, when he was brought the message from, from Allah through Angel Gabriel, it was very scary for him. Yes. But he never said, I reject it. No. Right? 
and then and then he go a little bit further in the timeline and then now he is he he's trying to establish islam and now he has to remove himself from his family from his tribe from his home you mm-hmm. know this isn't though allah has made islam easy it is also a test and yes. a trial for the believers and the non-believers so on one hand it is easy to follow but on the other hand because of those desires and it being a test and a trial it can seem hard yes but it's not and also can you imagine the hardship that he had you think you as in all of us we think that it's hard in the area that we are in now but imagine it's your own family yeah it's your own family putting thorns on the walkway so you walk on them and bleed it's your own family who before used to call you the truthful and now lying and calling you the liar yeah subhanallah boycotting you economically socially physically to the point that you have to seek refuge in a barren valley where there is barely any vegetation there is no water not for six months not for six months for three years we want to just say is that we will always do our best to deliver the truth but of course we are human yeah and we make mistakes Mm -hmm. and i want for you what i want for myself and i hope that whoever's listening wants for wants for me what they want so if anytime you see us making any mistakes something's improper by all means contact us and i pray that we have the humility to accept that whatever we did that we incorrected and need to be incorrected and inshallah we will always correct it inshallah inshallah so barakallahu feek for uh, listening to us and inshallah till next time we will see you soon i hope that you found some peace within this wisdom And that is all we have for you today, folks. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and our blog for additional beneficial Islamic content, including a new du'a every week. And until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.